Today's episode is sponsored by the Silva Ultramind System, which is a highly optimized framework for awakening your mind's fullest potential by giving you a reliable access to altered states of mind that's based on the Silva Method, a pioneering mind empowerment methodology founded in 1960. Basically, it's a long way of saying it's a meditation style that I started using recently, and it has changed my life. It's more of an active type of meditation. So it's not any of that, like, clear your mind stuff, get super quiet. It's more of an active, like, doing something with your mind, you're actively thinking. And I can say I've seen measurable difference in my life since implementing it. They also have a super easy to use app so you can use it on any smart device that you want. So if you're interested, you can head on over to our show notes and look at the Silva Ultramind system link that we have there. Now let's get on with today's episode. Welcome to Game and Going Deeper, a podcast series by the Game and Brotherhood, where we talk about personal development, mental health, and sexuality. I am your host, Matt Lancedell. I am a transformative life coach, empathic healer, and spiritual teacher. I specialize in teaching people how to heal shame and trauma and embody their authentic self so they can enjoy more meaningful connections in their lives. My areas of expertise are working with highly sensitive people, empaths, and gay men to develop a stronger sense of self-worth. Today's topic is leadership in the gay community, and we are joined by Peter DeWitt. Welcome, Peter. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have another leader in the gay queer space. And uh, I'm looking forward to unpacking uh, what we got for the audience today. So uh, I want to just briefly introduce you here. So Peter is the founder and CEO of Gay Wellness. He is interested in the upliftment and mental health of gay men. He is inspired to connect gay men to wellness services and opportunities to develop more love for themselves. Uh, So the questions we're going to be exploring in today's episode are what does leadership mean to you? What makes a good leader? What are the needs you see in the gay and and queer communities? How can we develop more culture of connection in the gay queer community? And what can people focus on to become great leaders in gay queer spaces? So juicy. It is juicy. Yeah. When, 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 I, when I reached out and was like, you know, let's have this conversation and, and you brought this topic forward, I was like, oh, this is perfect. It was actually yeah. in such alignment to me. And I've been navigating leadership, um, true leadership over the course of the last two or three years. And I know you have as well. So I'm looking forward to kind of, you know, picking each other's brains and seeing what, uh, what this, this big topic means to us. And I think, you know, we're kind of at a, at a, at a precipice in the gay community where there's, I'm starting to notice this a lot more. A lot more of my peers are becoming leaders in their own right. And um, it's great. It's great to see, you know, people stepping up in, in these leadership roles and creating spaces that are helping us grow and evolve as gay men, which I think is much needed. So, Absolutely. Yeah. 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 What inspired yeah. you to bring this topic forward? I'm curious. Um, well, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, I guess it's it's this aspect. Uh, there, there are several reasons. It's just relevant. It's hot. It's fresh. I'm leading a queer leadership uh, cohort with six or seven guys. So we're in this where we meet twice a month. We're de- we're we're discussing these themes. We're trying to grow into our own best self and leader. So the question is kind of you know 
what does that look like? Because it can look like in so, you know, so many different ways. I think of leadership as like influence and impact and how we how we show up in our space, whether we're um, the team captain of the soccer team or like a barber and, you know, owning a small business, a barber shop or whatever it is, leadership is about how I think we, we, uh, we have an impact on other, on the people around us, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyway, why? Uh, yeah. I think it's just a question that I ask myself a lot. It's like, how, how can I be, of service to how can I make an impact? How can I make a difference? And how can I collaborate with others? What does this mean? Leadership? What, what would, what would this look like? Cause like, we don't have very clear templates, right? So, yeah. you know, so yeah, it's, yeah. Well, yeah. What, uh, so is the, so what, where can we go with leadership in a way that is more visible? Like, for example, I think we were talking about the other day, like there's not, um, you know, there's kind of the mainstream gay scene and that's yeah. like stereotypically the bar scene. Right. And, yeah. but I think just more there, you know, what I'm in touch with here and I live in LA here. So I'm just more and more in touch with queer and gay men who are not part of the bar scene, who have a desire for something different. Mm-hmm. It's not just that they're okay. So there's queer and bar, there's the gay bar scene, the main main gay scene and then there's like the 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 rejection of that but just rejecting the mainstream is one thing but then there's like but i want something different yes so that's where i think it's like super interesting it's like okay so then we need leadership to step forward in that yeah exactly exactly and i wrote this down what are we leading people into right because we all have our own vision and it's like when we have an experience in the gay community and it's not serving us it's not meeting our needs then we as leaders it's up to us to pioneer something a movement um, a space creation of some sort of opportunity for people to um to grow and evolve and i think for me like the inspiration behind the brotherhood was a desire for something more in the gay community, something more meaningful, more intimacy, more vulnerability. And ultimately I think what I was seeking is other, other gay men who were seeking really spirituality, um, personal development. And that was the birthplace of the gay men's brotherhood was uh, to create a space. And um, I honestly was feeling, you know, I was coming from a place of feeling hopeless and angry and you know why is this the culture that i was you know born into essentially i was born gay and i was born into this community and it's not who i am (laughs) right so i was like i I want something different and and there was i couldn't find it i couldn't find it anywhere and so i decided to create it so i think you know there's a there's an element of like ingenuity like in leadership like we are pioneers we're creating something new and you know, what I've learned about leadership in the last couple of years is my vision might be the one that uh, is the point of origin, but a good leader is somebody who really assesses the needs of the community and creates something that everyone needs that is inclusive to everybody as, as much as possible. Right. I think inclusion sometimes can be taken to so far to the point where then you, you can't actually create the vision because everybody, everybody's needs are trying to be met. But I would say the majority of people's needs are being met. And uh, so what I've learned to, 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 you know, as to answer the second question, what makes a good leader is somebody that listens. 
that's been the biggest thing for me is I've had to learn how to listen and not just listen with my ears, like listen with my heart. Like what are the needs here that I'm working with and how can I advocate for this group of people and create something that is going to best serve them. Right. And that's kind of been my biggest learning so far as far as uh, leadership. I'm smiling because so, because we're just, we're, um, we're we're kind of moving in we've been moving in tandem in a particular way when you say vision and then you start talking about but that's not it's not just enough to have a big vision it's mm-hmm. then about listening and like learning from others mm-hmm. because it, it's so it, it's the same as to what i've been trying to do so i've always been a person who's had a vision I have a vision for this, for this project, this community, let's do it this way. Da, 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 da. That's That's been a gift of mine. Yeah. But what I've been learning is how to learn, is how to listen. In our, it's just cool. So I was smiling because we have in our, we had a three month cohort with a career leadership program. Each month had a theme. The first month was vision. That's like your core, your, your why, yeah. like tapping into your mission. Like, what are you all about? Like, what are you here to do? Are you here to, you know, what kind of work are you here to do? And so we were all going around clarifying that for each other and for ourselves. So yeah. we spent a month on that. The second month was relevance. Relevance is just a word that I thought was uh, useful, but relevance really means that like whatever your vision is, bro, <laughs> that it has to match other people's needs. Mm-hmm. Like, are we listening? Are we are we in sync with the world? And I'll tell you, like I have done this in the past where I had this really cool, funky vision for combining yoga and music. I composed all this music and had all this yoga, like all these yoga sequences. Cool. And it was, and it was this interesting project, but what I had not done was the listening and the relevance. I had not found Mm. where does this meet the world? So it was like, not quite in the art world. And it was like, not quite for the yoga world. It was kind of in between. So it drew in like certain kind of intellectual artsy mind body people, but like only a handful and it never took off. And I spent 30 K on this project and it just like, I never recovered the money, but it was a beautiful project. But I, what I learned was instead of just having a, a cool vision like, wouldn't it be useful to to go out and talk to people and see what are their needs? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. We both have that similar scar tissue. Like my very first business wasn't successful, but I, I essentially spent $40,000 on experience, <laughs> right? Life lessons, very, very important life lessons and business lessons that I needed to acquire. So I look at it like that. Nothing's ever wasted, right? It's all about learning and growth and and these sorts of things. So Um, there's a few things I want to actually clarify and I want to, maybe we should have done this at the beginning. So, um, uh, but anyway, I'm curious for you, what's the difference between queer and gay? I'll speak personally for myself. And then I, and then I do want to share a few anecdotes from, from myself. I've run a survey around this. Okay. Yeah. Great. Great. For me, it's like, okay, so I have a very, I have a very non, um, well, uh, non-standard, let's say, uh, uh, orientation to those words. So mine is like this. Gay refers primarily to um, men who are you know, attracted to men. Yeah. Um, so that's fine. Um, and then and then gay is 
actually, um, uh, um, okay, let, sorry, let me, and then queer, as I understand it, is, you know, it's an umbrella term for not only, you know, one sexual orientation, whereas gay is really primarily talking about sexual orientation, but uh, queer is, you know, the whole spectrum of gender identity, as well as the whole spectrum of um, um, sexual orientation, that is specifically not uh, heterosexual. So anything but heterosexual. Yeah. Those are, those are how I understand those terms. My orientation to the word gay is that it's actually more political than queer. I want to say why, because I think that what I see is a lot of people catching onto the trend and throwing around the word queer. Mm -hmm. And like, I see a lot, I have, I know straight people, a lot of straight people who use queer because it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm asking. I'm kind of like, it feels like there's that energy around it, but it's, it is what it is. Yeah. I want to ask you about that because, because gay, see, I have a lot of friends in, in, in certain liberal woke spaces who are anti-gay. Like they're like queer. They're like, they're attracted to men but they don't like the word gay and they just queer, queer. And I'm like, they think that queer is more political. And I'm like, that's fine, but I don't agree. Like, I think gay is still more political. Like it's like Florida, don't say gay. I mean, that's just the most obvious example of like gay is is a hotter topic. It's it's a hot, it's a, it's a more difficult thing to grapple with Mm -hmm. in the world than queer. Queer is like, but I know queer can be a slur. So I think it's such a mixed bag. (laughs) I just feel like coming out and saying I'm gay for me is like more ballsy and difficult than saying I'm queer. Queer is kind of safe. Queer, yeah, queer. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me, though. That's me. By the way, I chose gay wellness, not queer. I'm I identify as queer. I love queer, yeah. um, and and gay both. But yeah. gay wellness because I was thinking of internationally other countries. Gay, like they don't use the word queer so much, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like in some, but not not that like not that like maybe in Berlin and in London, you know. But like not like in most countries, it's like gay. It's just gay, you yeah. know. Yeah. 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 I kind of, I, I feel pretty much very similar to what you said. Like, you know, gay is more actually associated with the act of a sexual attraction or emotional attraction to the same sex. Whereas I find queer bleeds a little bit more into gender. Um, you know, so to say that you're queer, it's like that oftentimes when I hear people talking about their queerness, they're talking about the fact that, yeah, sure, they might have a preference to sleep with men, but they're more fluid in dancing between the energies of masculine and feminine. And well, whereas somebody yeah. that, that that is, you know, consider they consider themselves a gay man, they probably would have more pronouns of he, him, um, where, where queer people would more maybe more bleed into the they space. Um, that's kind of how I interpret it. But again, it's like, it's the linguistics, right? It's like, what meaning do we attach to the word? And does everyone else attach that same meaning to it? I find like queer has kind of got this, you know, different people can attach different meanings to it. So it can be a little bit confusing for people, I find. Like it's confusing for me even at times and I'm in this space and I understand it very well. So I can imagine like a heterosexual person that isn't really um, in this lingo that can be very confusing for them. Okay, what is the difference between queer and gay? And, you know, it's like, it's yeah, it can be a lot, but um, anyway, I just wanted to cl- make up that distinction because you use the word queer a lot when we were having our um, our brainstorming session. You know, I obviously am a leader in a in a group called Gay Men's Brotherhood, so it is very much you know associated with with that. So um, okay, and the other thing was gay wellness. 
I, I, I probably should, we should have introduced that at the beginning. What does that mean? Like, what is that for you? Um, because as we move into this conversation about leadership, like I want the audience to be able to have an idea of what you're leading, like what is your space in this? Um, so give us uh, so, a rundown on yeah. what gay wellness is. Yeah, so it, it is it is it, gaywellness.com. It is a directory by all means just you know it essentially we're 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 creating it's a central hub for you know any wellness uh, provider whether they're a massage therapist, fitness trainer, yoga teacher, yeah. coach, barber, therapist um and we're trying to work on getting doctors on there. I just emailed the the first doctor uh this cool. morning. Yeah. So anyway, um, that's the goal is to become, you know, the central hub where we have 300 guys on the site providers and uh, in 10 different cities, but mainly are really focused on LA right now. We're finally starting to rank in Google here. And, but uh, you know, we're just at the beginning of what could be then also, you know, um, more of like, a, a brand with a mission that is, you know, that we're, we're doing, we're, we've already started doing live events here. We have a couple of months um, and really just, you know, trying to bring a new flavor within the, within the gay, gay community. And that is the wellness flavor. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I mean, I have my own personal story of how I came into that, which is basically I had my own, I've been working on my own, um, you know, gay, queer oriented trauma and issues for decades now. Yeah. And um, I'm trained as a yoga teacher, as a somatic therapist and as a um, massage therapist. So I just really wanted to do something for the community, like along with other people that we could have this central hub. So yeah, it came out of my own experience as yeah. as a queer man. You know? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's great. And I like it too. Like I'm, I'm part of the community as well, like part of the directory. So I get like an email every month saying, this is how many times your profile has been viewed and things like that. So probably not that many because where you are. <laughs> yeah. But it's still, you know, still people are viewing it. So people so. are getting some, that's good. Well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. It's really cool. So you're on, you're definitely onto something and hopefully this, you know, this platform, you know, for people that are listening and, and this is something that maybe you'd want to join or you have a, a, a way to support Peter, then um, bring it forward, email us or email Peter. And uh... yeah. And I would say if you know any uh, gay or queer wellness provider out there who they do, they, you know, they're a haircut, a barber, a, a massage therapist, a fitness trainer, just like tell them about the site and it's free to join. Exactly. So jump on. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's perfect. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we've set the tone. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing it. We're doing everything in, in, you know, whatever order they come. So we'll, we're rolling with it today, which I like that. Um, so I'm, did you have an opportunity to answer the question? What makes a good leader? So I was just wanting to say that month in our queer leadership program, going back to what I was saying. So we had the first month was vision, clarifying the why, yeah. um, the relevance, having that on the ground feedback from the world so that my product, my offering under is, is met by the world and is received is actually, and then therefore I can succeed. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and then the supply will meet that demand or, you know, the supply of my offering will meet people's needs. And then the third one uh, topic is uh, self-discipline. Mm-hmm. So with self-discipline, this gets all up into everything from, time management, project management, prioritization, 
um, you know, rhythms, building sustainable habits. Because essentially it's like, every, if we don't have a, if I don't have a regularity in my rhythm, then everything I'm saying is kind of hollow right? Like over time, people will suss that out. Like, it doesn't matter if I'm showing up and I'm like, Hey, I'm this big leader of this movement and let's do these events. And I show up at the events and I'm like, okay, everybody just drop into your bodies. And like, I'm this leader and like, listen to what I say. Like if I'm doing all that, but that, but like, I don't have the foundation down of like, you know, like building, building my email list and like, um, having a good set of content and really being clear on who I am and like making sure that I'm, you know, uh, listening to my people, to the people's needs and like what their needs are. If I don't have that foundation down, then it's just going to ring hollow. I, that's, that's how I feel about leadership is like really yeah. walking the walk, you know, and like, it's all, it's all about that for me anyway, it's about the daily getting up, putting in the hours of work mm-hmm. and my, my, my coach, uh, this guy, Chris Tompkins, he's here in LA. He said to me, he's like, Peter, you have to think of yourself as like, you're in the, the wellness Olympics. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you have to do, um, you know, all your, your marketing work and your like business work. But then for every hour of, of, of like business work, meet it with an hour of self-work yeah self-work whether that's going to the gym doing yoga meditation therapy Mm -hmm. um so i try i try to walk the walk you know sometimes i you know i definitely am not perfect i'm just saying i think that like self-discipline is something i i want to continue to work on and i think it's important as a good leader to have as a as a character trait yeah i agree what do you think um so I'm just writing things down as you're, as you're talking, cause you're stimulating a lot in me. So, um, I think one of the biggest things I'll start kind of with, with my journey and how, you know, leading in, in the gay community for me, it starts with vision, right? So I've, I identified that there was needs in the, in the community and more so within me, I started to see it in other guys as well, that there was a need for more connection, for more meaningful connection in the community. That was the biggest thing. And um, so, and then creating the vision. Okay. Like what, what needs to happen here? And essentially what I realized is that I was going to be leading people into a transformation because in order for us to feel safe, to have connection with each other, we need to heal things like shame and fear and the things that are holding us back trauma from being able to really connect with each other. And I had a lot of that stuff. So when I first came up with the vision of this and I re- identified the need, I wasn't ready to actually bring it into fruition. So I had to go off and, and do some deep, deep healing. And that took me about a year, year and a half to complete that, that I shouldn't even call it complete to, to, you know, basically embark on the journey, which I'm still on and get to a place where I was able to create a community that wouldn't be completely triggering me. <laughs> right. Totally. And, um, so that, that, you know, start the start of that took a lot of courage, right? So the vision is important and then the courage to actually bring the vision forward. So, you know, I look at myself as a pioneer or a trailblazer, which are kind of different words for, for leader. And, uh, it takes a lot of courage to stick out your neck and to be front facing. And you have to be willing to, um, receive criticism and judgment, wow. and condemnation and all the things that people are like, no, you're doing it wrong. Right. And, uh, 
So, and then, you know, when it comes to the actual day, day in, day out stuff of leadership, like I would say, um, networking has been extremely important for me. So relationship building, um, and maintaining relationships because, you know, a lot of this, the community that we have is, is, you know, we have moderation team. I have two other colleagues that I'm building it with and relationship dynamic plays a huge role in leadership. And you got to be willing to be able to get messy and get in the trenches and, and, um, have conflict and move through conflict and forgive and forget quickly. Like these are all things that are really essential when it comes to leadership for me. Um, yeah. And then like, like you said, practicing what you preach, because how on earth am I going to be a leader and lead people into a transformation that I'm yet to embark on on my, on my own. Right. Mm -hmm. So I had to get to a place where I like had done a significant amount of shame and trauma work on myself. So I could then, start teaching concepts. And, you know, I, th I think one of the most transformative things about, uh, about, well, just transformation and leadership in general is the presence that somebody brings, right? Like if somebody, when, when someone walks into a room, that's a leader, you'll feel their presence. They're the, they're, they're embodying what they're leading you into. Do you understand? Like, so that's the thing. Like, so for me, I had to embody the transformation of authenticity and being yeah. congruent and not letting my fear control me anymore, not uh, letting my shame control me anymore. So that's been a big, a big part of this work. And um, it really is never ending for me. Like I'm going to be constantly uh, leveling myself up so I can level other people up. That's kind of been my kind of almost like my soul path. Um so yeah, yeah, that's so that's thank you for sharing. That's so um that's so beautiful to hear. And that you saw that you you had the conscientiousness to uh observe within yourself, uh, you know, I need to do some more inner work, and you had the maturity to do that, and then that that's that's coming more into you know integrity with the work. It's yeah. like, hey, I gotta I gotta embody it. Uh, that's so cool. And uh, yeah, I, I can, I can relate to that. Another thing is, is cause it's kind of related it's, but it's, it's intrinsic motivation. And that's something that, you know, be honest with you. I don't think a lot of people have, Yeah. Um, it's something I'm continually cultivating, but like, I think it's so multifaceted intrinsic yeah. motivation, just like just getting up and finding the willpower to, it's like, nobody's around me to tell me what to do. I'm not working for the man. I just get up and I, I, I go create the, the thing, the container that will, you know, uh, be of service to other people. Yeah. So that kind of intrinsic motivation, but then in addition to that, it's like, it's, 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 being creative and the ingenuity, like you said, to think of what are the ways, what are the things that are that are not in the world now that need to be in the world? Yes. So that creativity, you know, I mean, like, but like, but that also comes from just talking to people. Okay. So last, last night I was talking with a massage therapist. Okay. So, so I just want to say another reason of why gay wellness, and then we'll come right back to the story yeah. is, um, all of these little sub industries, um, sorry, they're not, well, they're little sub industries compared to like the car industry, but what am I, but the gay barbers, right? Gay massage, 
uh, gay yoga, naked yoga. That's, that's mm-hmm. a whole, these are sub industries. They, they have their own like niches, hashtags on Instagram, um, you know, like tons of thousands of businesses all over the world, right? These are sub industries. Yeah. So <laughs> they're all in the realm of like gay wellness. They don't talk to each other. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, kind of, but not really like the, the gay massage industry is its own microcosm. Okay. Mm. They're really like in, in America, two big main websites. Well, now with us, we're, I guess the third one up and rising, but we're just a baby one in LA, but like, okay. So, so my goal is that they're, they're talking to each other. So thus the need for a directory where we're all there, but that's not enough. We need more. So, um, so, so the goal is to, to, to connect, to connect, to bring it wellness as a movement, because yeah. they're all like, everyone's just kind of off doing their own thing and there's no way of coming together. Um, and so, and so, and so anyway, what I was going to say was the story what, uh, was last night. I was talking to this massage therapist and he has been on the main site in America for 10 years. And he's gotten mistreated by them so badly and all this and that. But he's also gotten stalkers and even like some like uh, threats for physical harm from clients. Yikes. So, so so there's no way for him to report to the website because the website doesn't have any customer service. They don't give a shit about um, the masseurs. Um, there's no way for him, him to connect the, uh, to the other masseurs and tell him, hey, watch out for this number. You know, there have been um, deaths in the in the massage therapist uh, community, in the, in the gay massage community. There literally have been like actual murders. Wow. So um, so so he has this list of numbers and it's like he wants to tell every, all the other 200 guys in L.A., but there's there's no way to. Know. So we were talking last night about this and, and I was like, oh, my God, like we need a forum, you know, yeah. Or maybe it was his idea, but the point is, is that between us, that need came up. And so then, then it's like leadership would, good leadership would say, okay, here's our industry. Here's our people. We, here's the need. Yeah, uh, It's coming from a real pl- place of need in the community, you know, and then making sure that we have, we address that need. So I don't have the answer yet, but like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. And I think what, what the word that comes to mind when you're sharing is collaboration, because it's like a leader is going to be somebody that is in my opinion, more heart centered and willing to collaborate. Like we have competitors in, in, you know, in our spaces, right. And are you willing to work with those people? Are you willing to see that you have shared vision and is there room for everybody at the table? That's, that's, that's kind of what I've been learning. Okay, well, Matt, but Matt, don't you think that like, okay, tell me y'all, okay, because look, man, I went to uh, the Stretch Festival in Berlin in 2019, totally yeah. my life. Yeah. Have you heard of Stretch? No, I haven't. Okay, so they're the largest like gay and queer men, like transformational, spiritual, sexual tantra, all the stuff, workshop. They have a, uh, a physical space in Berlin, but it's a two or three times a year. They have the stretch festival and it's people come from all over Europe. So I went, it's like 200 guys, um, 40 workshops. You have workshop after workshop all day and you have always have three choices. So it's just like all these workshop facilitators. Well, that festival is run by my idol and uh you know uh kai Earhart. he is kind of the founder they've been running for 12 years but it's kai is like very well um you know 
associated with like 20 other veteran, queer, elder, like somatic practitioner with like, uh, you know, coaches Yeah, yeah. all kind of are like on the board and it's very well organized. So, so it's like, they have, they have infrastructure. This It's not just a bunch of individuals running around. It's like a very solid, stable system. Mm-hmm. And, and this, this, you know, this, 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 this is kind of the hub that goes on to inspire people like you and me to go do the work in the world. Totally, so, yeah. so the, it's coming out of a culture of what it's German social democracy, mm-hmm. right? It's the opposite of like, whatever we have over here, which is like me, me, me competing against you, you, you. Yeah. So do you feel, I'm just wondering if that's, if that's over here in the Americas, is that what we're doing over here? Is that, are we competing? Yeah, you know, to, to 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 frame it, I think that we're very much more in that that masculine energy of capitalism and comp- compete, 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 be first to the punch, that sort of thing. But I don't I don't operate from that. I operate more from a conscious capitalism uh, perspective, which is a little bit more rooted in the feminine, which is all about attraction and manifestation. So um, I think both are necessary, and I want to really highlight that. But I think for for me, I I just trust that this universe is abundant and it brings you the people that need to be in front of you. That's it, plain and simple. So if people go to somebody else, go to the competitor, that's 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 how it was meant to be. And I think that you know people will come to you, especially in these kind of these spaces, service-based spaces, maybe not for like Apple, like these big companies, like you want to be first to the punch. It's very much capitalism there. But in the, when when somebody's hiring me as a coach or coming to a community that has an energy behind it, I think it's a little different, right? Because it's all about resonance. Do these people resonate with my vision, with my message, with the culture that we're creating here, right? And I think a lot of that is energy. So letting the energetics take care of themselves, I think, is really, really important. And um, Absolutely. And yeah. I love what you're saying about creating culture and then collaboration, and I'm just thinking, like, maybe it's on the leaders of the queer community who are on this side of the pond. Um, you know, the, these countries are much younger, right? Like, we've only been around a few hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't have, like, these long, ancient, deep sense of national identity that brings us together in this way. Like, we just mm-hmm. don't have that. Like, the French yeah. do. You know, they just do. Yeah. Um, and so, And so... So I'm just wondering if it's on us to even be more like all about collaboration and Mm -hmm. like, um, you know, maybe being a good leader, maybe this is just like, it's like people skills. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. People skills on steroids. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah. Like I went to that Dale Carnegie. So it's like that really cheesy shit. Like Dale Carnegie, you know, it's like, it's like how to win, um, others and influence people kind of like, like, like these little, it was in person though. And you would go and show up and it was like how to remember people's names. So like when, (laughs) when you meet a new person, make up a little moniker in your mind to remember their name. But I'm thinking now of those things as like, maybe like we all, we, I need more people skill training. Like we need more of that because, Mm. because we get so in our own thing. And then that's the very thing that prevents us from moving forward as a community. Okay, so my goal, here's, I have a goal. What do you think of this? Hmm. That you could step into a city, like I'm just, I'm in LA, so I'm thinking like LA. Yeah. You can, any gay or queer man can move to LA 
and they're like not into the bars, but like, that's fine. Every now and then they'll go to the bars, but really they're looking for like that whole other, like alternative kind of conscious community. Mm-hmm. And they just start running into people. And that through, through that, they would hear, okay, about a platform that is like, we have all these live events and maybe there's a couple physical spaces. And so there's like a scene, mm-hmm. there's like a, a scene of like, yoga and meditation and events and like you know like like live events dance events uh queer meditation circles whatever they are where there's like a scene yeah that would be and so that you know that would be my, my dream is that you could just anyone could step into the city and within a few months of meeting people they've heard about it it's yes. big it's cohesive enough that's my dream <laughs> yeah and that's the green green is the next question what are the needs that you see in the gay or queer community and i think in order for that to take place, there has to be an interest though, right? And there's an element of, of you hit a point on, on the journey where you start your healing journey and you start, your interests start to change, right? And that, that sometimes isn't just healing. It could be maturation, right? Like I'm no longer desiring drugs and alcohol and yes. parties and cruises and that. And I'm now looking for expansion of consciousness, right? It takes up, it, and maybe that's not people's journey in this lifetime right so it's okay it's okay that some people want to indulge in those things and it's okay for people to want to indulge in these but i think you and i are more on the track of like you know we're leading people towards what for me it's i'm leading people towards expansion of consciousness towards healing towards spiritual development personal development towards you know towards authenticity connection these are the things that i really want to inspire people towards um and I see those as significantly needed in the community because we have such a limited capacity for connection beyond the physical, right? It's, it's, that's very much about how gay men connect with each other, right? And that's, that's a very much a generalized statement. I understand that, but I do see it in such a big way. And I see a, you mean, a do you mass mean sex primarily. Yeah. Sex or, yeah. or cuddling or these sorts of things. It's like a lot of gay men have a really hard time opening up and being vulnerable because of past shame and past rejection for being gay. And that's our core wounding, right? Right. So we, it's up to to us to create these spaces where people can come in and heal and feel safe to start to show up in these ways. Because, you know, I look at, I look at our community and I see a shit ton of loneliness. I see a lot of suicide. I see a lot of addiction. I see a lot of people just feeling depressed and anxious, lots of mental health stuff. So, you know, how do we mitigate that? How do we mitigate loneliness, right? We mitigate it with connection. So we need to find ways that that men can connect in ways on top of the physical. Because physical is beautiful. I love sex. I love cuddling. All that is really, really beautiful. But if that's the only way that you have capacity for connection, it's going to be very, very challenging to mitigate loneliness and to, to start to move towards fulfillment, Right. Yeah, I think what makes me sad is that the straight community, which th- that's there's no such thing. It's just there's like we have the gay queer community, and then there's like everybody yeah. else. Yeah. They don't call themselves the straight community. <laughs> but you know that demographic, which is ninety percent of the world or whatever, ninety percent of uh, you know is is has more of a kind of like a movement, if you will, around that and spaces Mm -hmm. for that. Whereas we don't, 
I think that like, if you're a gay man and you're looking for what you're talking about, something that's more of like a spiritual connection, you have to really go out of your way and really dial that in and find it. And it's yeah. going to be niche and it's going to be for you. Yeah. And God bless you that you find that, whether that's a friend that you go off into the forest and do psychedelics with yeah. or your therapist or whatever, uh, a, a group, small group of friends. That's fine. That's great. But that's not, that's not what we're what we're trying to that's i don't that's not what we're talking about right now we're talking about i think we're talking about something like critical mass of, yes. of a movement around that and a scene so i yeah, I'm, community community and i'm just yeah. wondering if it's like i'm just gonna make up numbers because i don't know if like uh 70 of uh okay uh 60 no 60 of gay men are just like not not on that page they're just not on that page. They're wanting to drink and have sex. And I, I, I love drinking and having sex, but it's not my main priority. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But they're not into a, a, let's just call it a wellness prerogative or, you know, a wellness direction. Um, so let's say there's 40% of that 40%, 20% of those are just like regular hardworking professionals um, who, you know, they just like to have it. Um, but they're just living their regular life. They're just walking the dog and talking to the husband and going to work. There's just, there's, and then the other percent are like more kind of these people who like go out of their way to go to yoga. They're people who meditate. They get, to, they go to meditation circles. They are like actively participating and they would really love that. Yeah. So that making these numbers up at 20%, but here's the issue that 20% it's all fragmented. It's two mm. percent over here in the naked yoga community. It's four percent over here in the. It's it's all split up. So I I just I just yeah I do. It's coming back to what you're saying. It's it's that necessary to have that sense of community. What I'm experimenting with here in LA is trying to create what we call the umbrella community. Mm -hmm. So where it's like we have literally this is all we're doing is queer picnic. We literally just call it queer picnic. That's awesome. Yeah, and it's just. We're trying to get all the coaches and uh, yoga teachers and, you know, um, meditation teachers and uh, leaders of like this guy. He leads the nude. He has a, a nudist uh, gay men's group of 200 people to cool. bring their people to this like low stakes, just queer picnic. We had our first one last weekend. We we did a 10 minute meditation and then like 20 minutes of like authentic relating, mm -hmm. like, you know, little partnered exercises and then just hang out and network. Cool. And so that way, if we're just experimenting is how can all these different micro communities come together in one space? Cause then the overlaps can start to happen. Yes. Yeah. I, I love that. I absolutely love that. And I want to second what you said. It's, it's, a, it's a both and when it comes to drinking and partying and stuff, because it just, because you're on a healing path doesn't mean that you have to give that up. Right. It just means that that's not your sole purpose for existence. Right. Cause I can still go out and, and go to a circuit party and have fun and, you know, dabble with certain things, but that, you know, my main priority is my, my, my mental health, my physical health, these sorts of things. So it's, yeah. uh, it's balance, right? That's what everything comes comes back to, in my opinion. So, yeah, totally. Um, okay, so the next question is: How can we develop more culture of connection in the gay or queer? That's what we we're just talking about that, right? right? Yeah. We're kind of going, we're hitting on the points as they come. So, is there anything else that you wanted to add to that? I mean, I don't know, man. I, I it's a great question. It's literally the question that mm -hmm. you know keeps me up at night. Um, it's <laughs> 
I, yeah, because it's like, um, so I think that, okay, I think that organization, I believe in organization. I believe in a hierarchical organization. I, 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 what, I want to qualify where I'm coming from when I say that. I mean, um, so I play soccer. I am, I've been part of two leagues. I think they're very well organized. There's varsity gay league and they have dodgeball, kickball, tennis, soccer, and they have little micro leagues within the umbrella community of VGL, Varsity Gay League. Um, it's run by Will Hackner. He does an incredible job at organizing. Actually, he, yeah, he runs the whole thing for America. It's, but it's primarily LA um, is, is where there's like a thousand people in it. So it's like, as the same with West Hollywood Soccer Club, you have 200 people in it and you have five teams. You try out for the first one, second one, third. So I think organization is yeah super important yes and and having systems and consistency and repetition mm-hmm. um I, I don't know where i'm going with that what, what do you think do you want to yeah, no no i know exactly and i'll build off of what you were saying because i think that's where collaboration comes in because if we're leading from ego we're not going to be able to collaborate because we might have a vision like oh no i want to make this happen and it, I, I want all the accolades i want the credit for and i kind of and i entered the gay men's brotherhood with a little bit of that energy and I had a hard time letting people into my vision because I didn't want it to be taken in in, in direction that was uh, not exactly how I saw it laid out, which was very ego, very rigid, right? So I do think there's an element of like, when it says, how can we develop more culture of connection in the gay queer community? Well, the leaders need to start connecting. We need to start coming together and we need to start sharing our visions and then we need to start bringing them together. So I think collaboration is probably a very you know easy way to answer that question. And, uh, and maybe let's, let's take another spin on it too, because I'm curious for you, what do you think creates disconnection in the community? Because if we're trying to create a culture of connection, what is creating the disconnection? So maybe there's things we need to actually start to focus on removing because they're no longer serving our community and they're disconnecting us from one another. So then that way we can bring more of a culture of connection. Good question. Um, what are things that cause the disconnection? Um, you know, I, I'm trying to think because I think that we're in part of it is just sensitivity, honestly, um, being sensitive to each person's, you know, we're, we're in a, we're in a, a new era of, wokeness so people are sensitive and people can get offended easily and i have made that mistake in the past um but like you know so i think you know for i grew up in mexico city so i i did not grow up around you know a lot of black people well any black people and so when i came to america as a teenager i didn't and i lived in a predominantly white nashville tennessee so coming out to california I I did not have any education or background around, you know, blackness and, you know, I just didn't have the life experience. So um, it's not that I was racist. It's just that I didn't have the sensitivity. Totally. Um, So I think that's a, I think that's just one thing that comes to mind is like building in sensitivities, sensitivities to trans people, sensitivities to people of color, sensitivities to my other, all the things. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I, I think there's you're you're heading in the right direction, and I'll, I'll share my experience. So when I 
first shared uh, at the beginning about creating this community and I wasn't ready, it's because being around other gay men was really activating for me because they were, they were exhibiting things that I had yet to learn to love or accept about myself. Right. So it might've been femininity, flamboyancy, um, inauthenticity, these yeah. sorts of things. Right. Yeah. So I honestly think that is the, why we're disconnected from each other because be, yeah. to be around other gay men, when you haven't worked on your shit, more specifically your internalized homophobia that keeps us disconnected. And then that's where like the lone wolf energy starts to come into play, right. Where we isolate and we stay away from the gay community because it's too triggering for us. And we, that perpetuates loneliness and disconnection. So if, you know, to answer the question, how can we develop more culture of connection in the gay community? I think it starts with, it starts with the individuals that make up the community doing their part, you know, going to therapy, you know, getting some coaching and starting to process some of the past pain, right? Which, you know, in my experience, and I do this work and I've been doing it for 15 years is it's an extreme fear of rejection. I see that with pretty much every single gay man that I work with has a very, very extreme fear of rejection because we come from a lot of core wounding around feeling rejected by the greater um, society, whether that be we felt rejected by our parents, we felt rejected by our church, we felt rejected by our government, um, by heterosexual community, by each other in the gay community, right? So I just think there's this deep-seated fear of rejection and um if that can start to get worked on and processed, which is, in my opinion, shame healing work, then we start to be able to move towards connection a lot easier, which has been my experience. And now I'm able to be around other gay men and I'm not so activated because I've worked on the things that were activating me. Yeah. I think that's a piece of it. It's not, it's not all of it, but it's definitely the piece that's. No, I, I, I resonate. That's really, it's really rich as you're saying it. And I mean, the first thing there is having the awareness. Like I, I'm going to I'm going to just say, I was talking with a couple, you know, older gay men and older gay, um, you know, couple, and they <laughs> literally made the comment. Well, if, well, I don't Cause they throw these big parties at their mansion and whatever. And, they're very nice, you know, respectable in society, uh, men. Um, and, and they, 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 they were like, well, I don't know if we would ever have any, you know, have invite any gay men who are feminine. And I was like, uh, excuse me, really? Uh, I really took an issue with, with, with that. And, uh, it turned into this, this big argument. I have a lot of, a, a lot of me that feels very feminine. Yeah. Same. And, um, I, um, I also have plenty of masculinity. It's just, uh, or what one might call masculine energy, but I, I just, it just, it just did not sit well with me. So then, you know, I, I don't know. I just, just the first thing is what you said is the, is the awareness that that's, that's actually, I've got some issues to work on. Let me go work on those. And again, I think that's already, that's already um, a sign of maturity. And I I think, I think what, again, I think I'm just, what interests me, like we're in 2022, we're no longer in, you know, in the eighties or or early thousands. So what are, what am I saying by that? Is that like, we're ready for a more conscious gay and queer community that is more widespread. Exactly. I think we're ready for that. And so it's about 
nor like I mean, wokeness is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Being queer is like on the rise. Like now, like te- you know, we're heading towards ten percent of Americans identify as some form of queer. So I mean, it's it's just like any anyway. I guess I'm just wondering how what we're talking about how how does it become more widespread? And I think that's through, like I said, collaboration, consistency, building a movement. Um, and then because then if something like, for example, embracing all genders in oneself and working on those issues, but if that's widespread knowledge, if that's if that's what the cool kids are doing, mm-hmm. then other people are gonna do it. This is just how it works. Mm-hmm. If, if like if the cool people, if the cool kids are doing it. Other people are going to do it. <laughs> That's just... Yeah. Yeah. So I don't That's know. True. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But I appreciate your, your self honesty there. Um, yeah. That's really liberal. It's like, like I feel inspired by your, your honesty mm. and your courage. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that, Peter. All right. Um, I want to respect your time. So we'll, we'll wrap up with this last question. So what can people focus on to become great leaders in the gay or queer spaces? Because there's people listening to this that probably have vision. They probably have organization. They probably have all these things. And maybe they might be lacking some courage to put themselves out there and be the leader that they know they are. So what do we think people need to focus on or what can people focus on in order to become a great leader, do you think? Yeah, I just think it's like let's bring let's all of us myself included let's wake up and think of like okay you know what first of all my efforts matter and the small things can become big things and small things are great too like like so the next little thing i want to do first of all it it matters so like there's plenty of people who like you just said have the vision have the ideas but they're not executing for whatever reason but let's just say that it, guess what? I think it does matter. It yeah. does matter. So knowing that it matters and then, and then, you know, I guess, yeah, it's like, what, what is that little thing? Cause often it's about creating a new world or a new thing. So yeah. there's an element of almost like being an artist, right? Like yeah. I'm going to, I have an idea for a queer meditation circle and hosting it at my house on Tuesdays at 8 PM. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. No, no, go, go, go ahead. Do it. Just try it. it. Bring it into the world. Put it on Facebook, you know, promote it, like go for it. Like that dude, I did it the other day. No one came, but guess what? A lot of people were like all excited and they're like, I'm coming to the next one. So it's just, it's just, I think about, I'm challenged. Focus on that next little vision. Don't, you know, like let's try to work against the doubt and whatever those procrastinating little parts of us are just like, go for it. And, and like, again, back to what you said, Matt, about collaboration, just how can we reach out and collaborate with other people? Like I could not have done this new queer picnic without Trevor Leapers and Trevor James. And you know what I mean? So it's like, I can't, I can't do it all. Like I need other people. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing. If there is a bit of apprehension to become a leader and to put yourself out there, get a get a group of guys together and and create the vision together because i think that's the direction we're heading as a, as a society is we're coming we're flipping the me to the we now and co-creation and these sorts of things are becoming more um oh, yeah. more prevalent so and it's really important that we work together to create our vision so wait i wait so wait man i have a quick question okay so maybe it's for both of us 
<laughs> what is the one area of improvement, a weakness that we have as a leader that we're Ooh. that we could work on? Mm. Do you know yours? Um, I don't have any flaws. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I've been I've been working hard on my on my stuff. Um no, I um I I I was just kidding. I um I think that for me it's oops, sorry. I have a tendency to get um to overwhelm myself and to be impatient and kind of rush. Mm. And for me, you know, it, it's the cliche of like slowing down is speeding up. Mm -hmm. Um, that is something I need that I'm I have a hard time with. Uh, I just have a hard time with. Yeah. And, and uh, it's like, I have all this energy and excitement and passion, but it doesn't, if it's sometimes it's wiser to just take a step back for mm -hmm. me and just kind of see, cause like then, Oh, this is actually the highest priority over here. This is what needs to happen. And I've been getting all excited about doing all this shit over here. That can wait like this thing over here, you know, yeah. like, making my business model um you know financially sustainable um in one city okay let's just focus on that you know and yeah. then just really pacing that out and not making mistakes because i'm rushing that that's i can that's kind of that's kind of thing i'm working on yeah yeah so it sounds like focus learning how to just be focused and and focus on what is the most important thing at the time yeah and being and being patient and like yeah. going slow, being, going okay, being okay with going slow, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mine would probably be not taking on so much and burning myself out because I tend to have like a propensity to want to take on a lot. And I think that comes from control probably. Like I like to have control over, over things because I want to make sure the vision is executed properly. And yeah. so it's, it's again, just like believing in the team that is around me and, 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 um, and also being okay with not always having to have my hands on the steering wheel and, you know, giving over, you know, tasks and delegating and things like that, because I take on too much, I burn out and then I don't have a full capacity to offer. Right. So setting boundaries, all this stuff, it's all the same flavor I've been working on for the last few years, but it's coming together really nicely. Actually, I'm learning how to really give up control and not have to take on so much. So. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then wait, I'm, uh, that's awesome. I have one more question. Yeah. <laughs> if you could have any resource, people, money, buildings, cars, planes, boats, uh, gold, platinum, whatever, <laughs> uh, dirt, um, what, what resources just, you know, what are your top two or three things that you would have to, to be able to move forward with your vision as oh. a queer leader? I would say a marketing specialist. I'm really good at marketing, but I, when you're too close to something, your baby, you can't, you can't see it objectively. And I think a marketing specialist would be great. It, marketing is a very expensive thing. So, you know, I think uh, the two other leaders in this community that are building this with me as well, Callan and Michael, they, they'd agree. We, we definitely uh, would like to turn over our marketing to somebody else and get them to take it on and do a lot of the admin stuff because it's very, it's very, very time consuming we do a yeah. lot for this community that people don't even see behind the scenes it's like right. unbelievable like it's a part-time job for each of us building this right. community. so yeah yeah what about well, you 
Yeah, I would say um, one is like a, someone to run an online forum, like I was just talking about earlier, but an online forum also with like live events and, um, you know, kind of like people can create their own profiles and you can just talk to each other and see like a, basically like a live event platform with a forum. Yeah. Um, we're just so focused on um, the directory and, you know, getting profiles up and doing marketing for that. We just don't have the manpower for that. So um, the other thing would be the, you know, just eventually growing towards a, an in-person, you know, queer men's wellness center. So that's cool. That's definitely like, um uh on the bucket list yeah <laughs> yeah well maybe there'd be an intersection for because i think that would be also a vision of mine some sort of brick and mortar where we can have retreats and things like that so who knows all right i love Good it i love the seed being planted there <laughs> yeah yeah um so for people that want to get a hold of you they can uh connect with you on your website gaywellness.com and your Instagram at gay.wellness. Um, is there any other place that you think people would need to? Yeah, we're on Facebook and Twitter. Just look up Gay Wellness. But um, check out the site and um, see if there's a practitioner near you. We have a blog. Um, we have like 40 blogs just in the last six months. And cool. yeah, so uh, yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah. Awesome. And for those of you who are not part of the Gay Men's Brotherhood, come and join us over on Facebook. And um, if you're watching this on YouTube, please leave us a comment. If you have any comments or questions that you have for myself or Peter, uh, please leave those in the comments below. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, uh, please leave us a star rating. If you enjoyed today's show, leave us five stars. That would be great. And uh, be sure to uh, share this with anybody that uh, you think might be inspired to become a leader in the gay community. So, and I want to thank you, Peter, for coming on and, and sharing your passion. That's what I experienced from you today the most. You're very passionate. Um, you brought out a lot of passion in me. So thank you for that. It felt nice to share this thank time you. with you. Yeah. Cool. And yeah. I look forward to our, our next future connection. So. Yeah, dude, me too. Awesome. Thank you, brother. Appreciate right. it. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs>